0: Listeners of this show will get a seventy-five dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. The very late week seven preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Bet Online. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun upon us this weekend. You got the UFC. Big lightweight title fight tonight. Big 10 uh, college football is back. And the NFL all out there doing things. Oh, not to mention, you know, just the little thing called the World Series uh, going on right now. But uh, you might not be able to get to any of these events this year, but you can still get in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile. To make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARM to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And my apologies, guys. Uh, it's been a maddening week uh, at work, and uh, just you know, balls to the wall, um, uh, just, you know, nonstop uh, at work. So, uh, and I pulled some overtime today and everything. So when I got done, I uh, sat down in my favorite chair, and the next thing I knew, it was like 11.30. So I was like, that's that's the kind of week that I had. It was mentally exhausting, and uh, so that's why I didn't get the, the show cranked out when I got done at work. And by most of you are probably not hearing this until Saturday morning, uh, and hopefully, um, you know, you still give a give it a listen to uh, hear what uh, my deep dive preview is going to be about. So anyway, without further ado, let's go ahead and get to it. Um, it's the week seven deep dive preview episode of the Bears Talk Underground. For the second time in three weeks our beloved find themselves on the national stage this time on monday night football where they head onto the road to take on the four and two la rams what's going on everybody larry d back the week seven preview episode of the bears talk underground here to give you your your last little tidbits before heading into the game on monday night and i guess it's you know kind of okay that it's a Uh, A day later than usual because we got an extra day to wait before the Bears uh, take on the Rams on Monday. So we got to wait longer than everybody else to see our team play this week. They are literally the main event of week number seven. And it's a damn good matchup. You know, ever since um, Sunday Night Football on NBC became like the big, like main event uh, national TV game, a lot of times the Monday night schedule has suffered tremendously uh for it. So uh they you know the occasional you know great game this one being a, a good example uh of of two teams at a certain point in the season playing good football and uh and everything but usually it's like hey let's uh throw the uh you know two and nine team against the you know the three and eight team and uh put it on national TV because fuck you that's why so it's just it's you get a lot of those kind of matchups now uh on Monday Night Football it's a wonder ESPN is still paying the exorbitant uh licensing fees to to broadcast some of these uh horrible football games so uh you know we'll we'll uh but that's not going to be the case uh this Monday it's a great matchup between two teams that are kind of roaring back you know if you heard the conversation between myself and Brad uh, on Thursday you know we were talking about two you know underappreciated teams uh, right now it's like I think there's you know a good level of respect for both of these teams but I don't think anybody really appreciates how good they are and trying to bounce back from you know these are both teams that had you know saw a lot of glory uh, in 2018 hell the Rams were the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. Uh, in 2018. And then in 2019, uh, you know, both the Bears and the Rams looking to repeat as division Tams, both looking to, uh, you know, go back to the playoffs and possibly improve on what they did the year before. And, you know, for one reason or another, neither one of them came even remotely close uh, to doing that. I mean, the Rams... If uh, last year was the first year for seven playoff teams, they would have been number seven. They would have just barely eked their way in, but unfortunately it wasn't the first year of seven. It was the last year of six, and they were number seven, so they didn't make the playoffs. Obviously, the Bears did not either, and it's I think it's pretty easy to assume that had either one of those teams made the playoffs, they would have been a one-and-done Uh, team that just you know was in the playoffs because they just so happened to be above the line instead of below it uh to get in but here we are in 2020 both teams playing more towards their 2018 uh form including you know their defensive performances and being able to hold opponents and then of course Sean McVay uh Jared Goff and you know the track team that they have on offense uh you know looking sharp and, and doing what they do uh to outscore uh, their opponents, so and then, of course, the bears <laughs> you know our twenty eighteen offense is alive and well, struggling to throw the football we're dinking and dunking uh down the field we're just barely scoring enough points to to win games, and uh, you know we're we're winning these close one score games that could easily go either way and uh coming out on the right side more times than not sounds a hell of a lot like twenty eighteen to me, but uh that's just uh that's just me so. Anyway, let's go ahead and, and, and dive into the news and notes. We have almost nothing uh, for news and notes. Uh, you know, it's funny because the, the Bears had, a, you know, an extra day of, of preparation uh, this week and um, n- almost no news, none whatsoever. I mean, the, the, the news consists of uh, the Bears signed Manti Teo to their practice squad, the linebacker of Notre Dame uh, fame and also of uh, social media hilarity because uh, he was the one that got catfished by the imaginary girlfriend so there's always some kind of meme of uh, you know like I think I saw one this week uh, Manti Teo's girlfriend showing how excited she is to be on the you know that her boyfriend is with the bears and it's a picture of no one just a blank wall in front of you so haha that's hilarious kind of thing so but that's the (laughs) that's the that's what Manti Teo is probably more known for I bet there are people out there who know who Manti Teo is have no idea he's a football player so uh he's one of those uh kind of guys but he was a a top draft choice uh for the Chargers I don't remember if he was a high second round pick or if he was a third or like a third round pick because there I think he was one of the first round picks when uh the Chargers had like three picks in the first round and um back in twenty i don't remember what it was it was a few years back but uh he spent his time in san diego uh most recently i can re- think of he was with the saints and um well he was available The bears picked him up put him on the practice squad we'll see how far that gets him uh Marquee christian who opted out of the practice squad uh after his um he had like a two game suspension to face at the beginning of the season uh decided to i don't know what he did i just know he didn't report to the Bears when his suspension was over but he has also been signed to the practice squad uh, this week so I don't know how many practice squad guys we have because I'm not hearing any corresponding moves to make room uh, for those guys so I'm guessing we're still under the 16 man uh, limit but the other real uh, and only headline quite frankly this week for the Bears is uh, this week's most uh, this this week's MVB. Our most valuable bear for week number six, Cairo Santos, named the NFC uh, Special Teams Player of the Week for his performance against Carolina. Uh, three field goals, including a career-long 55-yarder just before the half uh, against the Panthers. Uh, two extra points for a total of 11 of the uh, 23 we ended up scoring uh, on the Panthers and the Bears' um, Victory uh, over the uh, Panthers uh, on Sunday, so congratulations to Cairo. Two big awards to hang on your mantle: the MVB for Week Six of the Bears Talk Underground and NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. I mean, you can you can hang my plaque a little bit higher than the other ones because it's way more important. But uh, congratulations to uh, Cairo Santos. Um, you know, just basically cementing that kicking job because I haven't heard word one. About Eddie Pinero, since uh, you know I heard he was going on the practice squad to nurse that hamstring injury, so maybe we might not hear much more about him going forward. But the injury report this week very interesting. Um, it's uh, I think the Bears also had Wednesday off, like they got an extra day off this week because they're not playing until Monday. So these these uh, this injury report is for Thursday and Friday. And um, Alex Bars was full participation this week with the shoulder injury. Wasn't he last week as well and then ended up not playing? I'd, I'd prefer that he starts this week because Rashad Coward was terrible uh, against Carolina. Uh, Deion Bush, limited both on Thursday and Friday with that hamstring injury. Speaking of Rashad Coward, limited on Wednesday, f- or excuse me, limited on Thursday, full go on Friday with a finger injury. Um, Ted Ginn and Ted Ginn, Jimmy Graham, Danny Trevathan all had Thursday off, Veteran Days off. All were full go on Friday. Um, Akeem Hicks listed as illness. And uh, I saw a, uh, a, a tweet from, from Akeem uh, on Twitter today. Uh, it was a picture of, uh, I forget what he was called, Mr. Bean, uh, the British uh, comic character. Uh, blowing his nose and you know all that kind of stuff so basically came saying that he's at home uh, sick they're saying it's not COVID related or anything like that he's just been sick and unable to practice so far this week hopefully he'll snap out of that it is cold and flu season so not a big surprise there Eddie Jackson listed with a shoulder injury but has been uh, full participation both Thursday and Friday Khalil Mack not on the injury list Thursday Held out of practice on Friday with a back injury. I read a, read something that said uh, it was more about soreness, more precaution um, from this Coach Nagy talking, saying he doesn't see it being an issue. So it's like we just got him feeling good and off the report. He's had his two best games of the season uh, thus far against Tampa Bay and Carolina, and now he's back on the injury list with a back injury. I really am hoping that it's nothing and that he'll be fine uh, on Monday because we're going to need him for sure. Uh, Sherrick McManus, thought he was was creeping his way back in. He's been out both days this week with the hamstring injury again. Uh, Bilal Nichols was limited today with the knee injury. Buster Screen, nursing an ankle injury, has not practiced yet this week. Uh, Jason Spriggs, he is still on the team, by the way. Backup swing tackle for the Bears uh, was full go but had a thumb injury. Uh, Brent Urban, who's been outstanding for the Bears, is one of the reserve linemen coming off the – bench for us nursing a knee injury but he's been full go all week and javon wims uh off the report on thursday uh listed with an ankle injury on friday but was full participation so that's that's plenty of guys one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four yeah 15 guys that's uh a little less than a third of the roster on the injury report right now. So that's uh, not all that encouraging. But, uh, you know, what are you going to do? It's uh, week number seven, and we're actually – we've got bumps and bruises compared to a lot of teams who are missing entire chunks uh, of their roster uh, due to severe and serious injuries where these guys won't be playing until 2021. So uh, let's count our blessings with our our dings and, you know, uh, scratches over here uh, with our guys, you know, it's like, uh, Akeem Hicks has got the sniffles, but, uh, you know, Nick Bosa had to have his, uh, ACL repaired. So I'll take, uh, I'll take Akeem Hicks and his, uh, coughs and sneezes. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the NyQuil's on me, big guy, just get back on the field, uh, on Monday over, you know, Nick Bosa having to have his kneecap replaced, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take that with Akeem, uh, any day of the week. So, yeah. <laughs> hey guys taking a quick break from the show to thank our sponsors once again bet on line uh the wait is finally over a double header of fun is upon us this week we got the world series kicking off Uh, later this week we got the nfl and college football the big 10 is coming back this weekend and you might not be able to get to a game this year but you can still get in on the action with bet online bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online head to bet online today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts. The show is also brought to you by Manscaped. Listen up, fellas, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hairs hairs sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Weed Whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, snags and tugs on those delicate holes. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I said all that in one breath. How about that? Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and it is waterproof, which makes for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts for up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hair out with your fingers? It might hurt worse than nicking your balls. Manscaped is making wh- whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering a maximum confidence experience uh, while providing hygiene. yes. You will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff, and it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and our hairs in our holes looking nice. Once again... 20% 20% off and free shipping with with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. Use the code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds, and let's get back to the show. <coughs> um, let's move on to keys to the game. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's a very simple case uh, this week uh, for the Bears. You know, we have to... Uh, you know, on offense, it's all about Aaron Donald and, you know, whether it be uh, getting the football out quickly uh, to avoid his uh, to to avoid at the very least to avoid the pressure, uh, if not only the man himself from getting through uh, the line of scrimmage. We, we, we want to get the football out quickly. And and that's actually one of my other keys is 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 to be aggressive and have conviction. You know, like when we're running these these short routes, it's like run through uh, the route. Sometimes you kind of get the feeling that when the receivers are coming across the middle, they're trying they're running their routes in a way to try to avoid the defenders. You know, it's like just try to run through it, because what, what I'm what I'm really talking about, especially on like when we're trying to run slant routes and things like that, is to run through it so that when you catch the ball. You are at top speed and you are off to the races. I mean, God only knows, like, let's just say, you know, for instance, you catch the ball, you're immediately tripped up. Your momentum is going to carry you for a few extra yards, you know, whereas opposed to these guys catching the football and, and, you know, kind of waiting for the ball to come to them. I mean, that's it's on everybody. It's it's on Nick to make sure that he's throwing the right right pass, putting it in the right place. And the receiver running right through the football, so that when he catches it, he's in full stride and he's off to the races. Because I can, I foresee this game, uh, and I think Brad and I agreed on that uh, being another one of these low-scoring defensive battles. Two years ago, it was the Bears winning 15 to six. Last year, I think it was you know the Rams winning like 17 to 10 or 17 to 11 or or something like that it's not a juggernaut break the scoreboard kind of football game uh that we've had the last two years and i don't anticipate that this week's game will be any different so points are going to be uh at a premium and we need to do everything that we can in order to maximize our output uh on the offensive side uh this week so you know when running the routes be aggressive have conviction attack the football you know, and that goes for defense as well. You know, I wanna see some peanut punches. I don't, I'm tired of seeing guys trying to rip the ball out because honestly, what made Peanut so outstanding and why he's a Hall of Fame caliber uh, corner is that the peanut punch is such, it's just simple in its design. Just punch the ball. And we've seen him have more success punching the ball than I've seen any other defender trying to rip the ball out of somebody's hands you know just trying to get in there and just lawnmower pull the ball out of somebody's hands every time you see like I mean watch a a fumble and you see it come out of somebody's hands it will most likely just be the slightest touch that jarred that ball loose and got it moving and next thing you know uh it's on the ground and that was the thing about the peanut punch was that when he hit the ball just right that ball shot right out of its hand right out of that uh opponent's hands and it was on the floor and we were all over it and that's what made our defense uh, so great uh, during that time period, you know, to to have conviction, go after the ball, but actually attack the ball. Stop trying to rip it out of people's hands. That just doesn't work, man. It really doesn't uh, go in there. Try to knock the ball out of the, the hands. I mean, like I said, it's funny. You see those those fumbles in slow motion. It, it looks like somebody just barely put a fingernail on the ball, but they put it in the right spot, hit the tip of the ball, and you know got it and you know, twisted up, and it, that's what caused it uh, to come out of the defender's hand. Ask Ezekiel Elliott. Nobody was ripping the ball out of his hands on Monday in the Arizona game, but the the ball just squirted right out because somebody you know put a helmet on it, or somebody put a, a you know like a barely got a fingernail thing. On the next thing you know, it's on the ground and Arizona's adding to their uh, scoreboard uh, on the uh, Cowboys in that 38 to 10 victory they had uh, on Monday. Be aggressive, have conviction. You know, run like you're on your way to the end zone when it comes to running those uh, routes because we, we want to be we want to get the ball out quickly. We don't want to give Aaron uh, Aaron Donald a seven. Seven step drop where he can just be in somebody's face, not with the way that we were, you know, with if the backup and second tier defensive tackles that were eating us up, uh, you know, could eat us up the way they did uh, on Sunday. What do you think a once in a generation player like uh, Aaron Donald is going to do to our interior offensive line uh, on Sunday on Monday? You know, it's like if those, you know, be players for for Carolina because there a lot of their top guys were out like he short didn't play. He's out for the season because he had to have shoulder uh, surgery. They had a lot of banged up guys on that defensive line. They didn't have their very, very best out there. And yet they were eating our lunch all day long, blowing past Rashad Coward and uh, things like that, like that interception that Nick Foles through in the third quarter the four closest people to Nick Foles were wearing Carolina Panther uniforms and you go back and you look at a still image of the moment that uh, Nick Foles released the football and not only are there four Carolina Panthers surrounding him but there are also like four Chicago Bear offensive linemen with their backs to the cameras chasing those guys that just ran right past them so if those guys can do that to us what do you think Aaron Donald is going to be able to do if we're sitting back there in the pocket all day long he's already had a four sack game he'll have a 10 sack game against the Bears if we sit back and try to throw the ball deep downfield all day long this is going to be a three-step drop get the ball out uh, bonanza uh, for the Bears today and it's the one time that I would not have uh, a problem with it I'd rather see a bunch of short five-yard passes than watch Aaron Donald you know disgrace us on national uh television though but speaking of Aaron Donald I, I would like to see the Bears run the ball I mean I know they say this every single week but I would like to see the Bears run the ball and I would also like to see the Bears run the ball at Aaron Donald because number one it worked for us in 2018 uh if you guys remember jordan howard only had like two 100 yard games in all of 2018 one of them was against the rams in that sunday night football game and what the bears were doing was they were running at aaron donald they were kind of using his speed uh and his quickness against him uh in that game aaron donald is a master uh with his first step you know getting over getting you know getting to the outside and you know a lot of it's going to also kind of uh weigh in on montgomery or whoever we have running the football back there because you know let's say we're going to run the ball and we're going to run it to the left or wherever aaron donald is but we're going to run it opposite of where aaron donald is going so if aaron donald goes to the inside the offensive lineman you want to take him to the inside the running back goes to the outside it's what the bears did with jordan howard back in 2018 he had like a 110 yard game uh against the rams and, of course, we ended up winning that one 15-6. The Bears did a fantastic job isolating and controlling Aaron Donald in that football game. He was a he was a non-factor uh, in that game back in uh, 2018. They did an outstanding job uh, against him. They need to have more of a performance like that. Last year he had, like, two sacks and was in Mitch's face the whole game. Uh, we don't want that this time. <laughs> we do not want that at all. So, But, get, you know, getting after uh, Aaron Donald, running at him, Uh, In the running game, it works a lot better than running away from him because if we try to run away from Aaron Donald, he has the speed, the quickness, and everything to be that guy that will catch our running back from the backside. That's why you want to run at Aaron Donald because once you're past him, you're past him. If you're trying to run away from Aaron Donald, he can also make you pay for that as well. I mean, this is every time I talk about Aaron Donald, God bless Kyle Fuller. I'm so happy that we have him i'm so happy that worked out for us but if you're asking me if i'd rather have kyle fuller or aaron donald are you kidding me right now seriously this kyle fuller is an outstanding uh corner he had to grow into that aaron donald has been great since day one and he should have been ours he should have been ours god damn it but didn't work out <sighs> but i mean just imagine i mean talk about a guy that was built to be a bear you know, with the with how with how great he is, he'd be the most he'd be the face of the franchise. He'd be the new Erlacher. Uh, you know, when Erlacher was in town, a middle linebacker, he was the face of the face of the Chicago Bears. You know, Jay Jay Cutler was a reluctant face of the franchise, uh, and you know, Aaron Donald was drafted in 2014. Yeah, I don't think we'd have Khalil Mack, but having Aaron Donald would have been enough. We could probably do some great things uh, with Aaron Donald. What a beast that guy is! But it's like our offensive game plan has to center around exploiting and or, you know, beating Aaron Donald what, one way or the other, getting the ball out quickly so we're not sitting back there waiting for Aaron Donald to eat Nick Foles whole or, God forbid, hurt him and put Mitch back in the game. Uh, and then in the running game, I think the, the philosophy is to run at Aaron Donald, not run away from him because, you know, he is still one of the fastest defensive linemen Uh, in the game and he can run down the line of scrimmage and tackle our guy uh, from behind but it's like if you're running at him he's not going to be able to run you down once you're past him so I think that's kind of the philosophy in in why you would want to run at Aaron Donald as insane an idea as it sounds it worked for the Bears in 2018 and gave Jordan Howard one of his few 100 yard games uh, of that season so on offense be aggressive with the route running, have conviction, attack the football when it's in the uh, air, but, um, run the football, run it at Aaron Donald, run it more often than we have been. Um, you know, that's what I'm looking for on the offensive side. On the defensive side, and actually, this is more of a team thing as well, is like you want to minimize the mistakes, the, uh, you know, the defensive holding penalties. Uh, the pass interference, I mean, that's more on the refs than it is on the players more times uh, than not. But we want to avoid giving this football team opportunities that they didn't earn because this is a team that has the talent to hurt us in big ways. You know, Cooper Cup is is a good receiver. Uh, they still have Robert Woods. Uh, you know, they have a bevy of tight ends, and they got Henderson coming out of the the backfield. They have plenty of guys in the passing game that can hurt us. So if we're not able to get to Jared Goff, we need to minimize those mistakes. Let the Rams make their own mistakes. I mean, that's how we won uh, in 2018. It was Mitch's first game back after the, um, I want to say shoulder injury against the, uh, who did he hurt his shoulder? The, the Vikings, that's what it was. He hurt his shoulder against the Vikings on Sunday night. Missed the uh, Thanksgiving game and the Giants game. Came back for the Sunday nighter against the Rams. Threw three interceptions. Well, then how do we win the game, Larry? Well, it's easy because we we made Jared Goff score for, or throw four interceptions and we sacked him for a safety. That's how your quarterback can throw three interceptions and you still win the stinking game. Uh, <laughs> their quarterback throws four and gets himself sacked for safety. So that was how the Bears ended up winning that game. Was that we made fewer mistakes uh, than the Rams did, and uh, were able to take advantage of the mistakes that were made. So I mean, Goff threw an interception uh, in the uh, in the bear in when they had their heels in the uh, in their own end zone. Uh, Roquan Smith, uh, I think it was his first career interception, damn near scored a touchdown, and uh, resulted in a field goal uh, for the Bears. Then the uh, you know they start the second half with. Uh, trying to get Todd Gurley to run the ball to the outside and stuffing him. And then the very next play was the safety, a sack by Eddie Goldman, a rare sack by Eddie Goldman, but a big sack from Eddie uh, for the safety there. And, you know, it was just a great game defensively for the Bears. It was a banner night uh, for them. So, you know, minimizing the mistakes is important, especially on the defensive side because any defensive mistake that we made means more chances for that offense to hurt us and we we absolutely don't want to give them any more chances especially ones they did not earn so and then the other thing on the defensive side protect the middle of the field and I'm not talking about like the middle of the field uh you know in that that area behind the defensive line in front of the linebackers I'm talking about the 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 middle of the field from hash mark to hash mark protect the middle of the field that's where they like to run Cooper cup deep uh, down the middle of the field so this you know Eddie Jackson Tayshon Gibson I know Eddie Jackson likes to tweet about having zero targets I don't know if this is going to be one of those games they might try to test him to get a big play and take advantage of of, uh, of of the middle of the field from time to time but we've also seen you know all six games so far this year they like to run those uh, our opponents like to run the slant routes across the middle try to take advantage of Danny Trevathan being a liability in coverage and things like that uh, across the middle so we want to protect it because the, the the Rams like to run everybody uh, across the middle so Robert Woods Cooper Cup those guys can hurt us big and turn a five-yard catch into a 60-yard run we want to avoid that at all costs on Sunday and um, you know try to keep this as a low scoring affair uh, we've won all of those so far you know everybody like the Buccaneers signed uh, Antonio Brown today And then somebody put up a graphic listing all the guys that play offense for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like no one would ever be able to stop these guys when we kind of already did. So, you know, we just want to – you know, the Rams have that kind of talent on their side uh, as well. So we want to make sure that we're uh, doing everything that we can to protect parts of the field. And the middle is where we're most vulnerable. So we want to protect the middle of the field – the short, the intermediary, and the deep uh, against this offense. So, I think that's all I got. You know that that like no news and notes thing made this really short, but uh, nonetheless, that's what we got. Um, I I am I do foresee, and I think uh, when Brad and I were talking that we did agree that it would be a short, uh, short you know, um, low scoring affair, something like a seventeen to thirteen. You know, maybe somebody a crack twenty, a twenty to sixteen kind of game. That's I think where we're at with that, and what you're, what we're likely to see uh, on on Monday. Not a lot of points. If somebody starts scoring a lot of points, it's going to be a blowout. I, I don't think either one of these teams uh, will be able to get into a shootout. So I think if if we're looking at you know thirty points plus on one side. I got to say, we're probably getting our asses kicked, and uh, I don't want to see that happen. So I want to see the Bears win this game on the road against the Rams. And, um, you know, like I was talking about during the, the review shows for week six, we beat the Rams. I, I think we start losing that uh, that pretender tag, you know, because we've got two big games on national TV against Tom Brady and the Bucks, and now the L.A. Rams and, and Aaron Donald and, and all that kind of stuff, and we won them both you know regardless of how we're winning we keep winning and there's just something about a team that's piling up the wins no matter how they're doing it you can't deny their success and uh i would really like um you know i mean it it doesn't bother me and it does i would just prefer to see the bears lose that stupid tag uh, of them being pretenders when uh you know it's like are they one are would they go down in history as one of the greatest no no probably not but you can't argue with the fact that they persevere. Uh, you know, they they play 60 minutes and they come out and at the end of it, they're the ones standing tall every time this season except one. So, I will defend this team to my grave. I I, I love watching these guys play. It's a uh, it's a hair raising affair uh, where I need to double up on my blood pressure medication because they're slowly killing me inside. But uh, anytime that they're on TV, I'm hooked and I'm watching. So. Uh, I hope you guys will join me on Monday and watching whatever's going to take place on Monday Night Football when our beloved take on the L.A. Rams, hoping to move to 6-1, and one, send the Rams down to 4-3, and three, and get ready for a big uh, late afternoon matchup with the Saints next week at home. So uh, anyway, um, next week's schedule, very similar, but just I don't get a day off next week because we got the game on Monday. We got Bear Up and Bear Down on Tuesday. Deep Dive Review on Wednesday. We're going to have Ross Jackson from Locked On Saints talking to us on Thursday. Then the deep dive preview uh, for week number eight on Friday. So no off days for me because I got an extra weekend off for you know, whatever you want to do. But uh, nonetheless, come back on Tuesday. for bear up and bear down to review this game between the Bears and the Rams. And until then, my name is Larry D. And this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Amen. be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.